Hello, everybody. This is Wendy from Evolve.ag, and today I'm here with the founders of Turtle Tree Labs in Singapore. Thank you, Wendy. Hi, thank you. Thank you guys for letting me record you today. I'm really excited to have a conversation and learn all about what's going on at Turtle Tree. We appreciate you making it down to our office and uh, spending some time with us today. I'd love for the two of you to introduce yourself. My name is Feng Ru, and I'm the CEO of Turtle Tree Labs. My background has always been in tech. I work for Salesforce, I work for Google, but on the side as a hobby, I like to make cheese. And that's how my intimate knowledge about milk came about. And that's where why we started Turtle Tree. I'm Max Rye. I'm the chief strategist here and, and also the co-founder. And uh, as she mentioned, uh, when she had her cheese issues, uh, it was really because uh, being in Asia, it's very difficult finding raw milk here. There's dairy deficit areas and dairy surplus areas. This is definitely a region that suffers from not uh, enough high quality raw milk, which we all know is very important to create all the byproducts. So we, of course, got together and started looking and getting scientific about this. Brought another co-founder who's our uh, chief stem cell biologist and uh, chief uh, scientist these days. She also works specifically in uh, breast cancer research prior to coming into this. So she actually knew exactly the type of cells that create milk. Oh, wow. That's fascinating. <laughs> really fascinating. So what is Turtle Tree Labs and what are you creating? We are the first company in the world that's able to create real milk using stem cells as a source. I can break down the process pretty quickly. Uh, we take, we source stem cells from a mammal, uh, like for example, bovine. We are able to take that, put it into an environment where it proliferates. So it, it goes to enough cells that can fill up a Petri dish or a giant chamber. Then at that point, we have this special media, a special formulation that we have. Once it interacts with that, the cells start lactating milk. It's very exciting. And what's exciting is the components that come out of these cells is basically the entire composition of real milk. We make sure we filter out the cells, uh, and at the, the end result is milk itself. And from that point, it can be turned into either cheese or cream or whatever you want, or you can just drink it as raw milk. Wow, that's really cool. Yeah, I like how you said real milk, so as opposed to some of the alternatives that we have out there. So will it have the same properties as cow's milk? Like Yes, yes, and that's really what's so great about this. We know almond milk, soy milk, oat milk, all these things are really wonderful as fluids. They're able to disrupt the dairy industry, give people options to be able to drink other alternative sources. However, none of them are able to actually transform or have the functionality of milk. So you can't turn oat milk or almond milk into you know cheese or butter or cream, these type of things that we are all used to. And that's an area that is the big chunk of this $700 billion industry, which is dairy. We don't just want to focus on the drinking fluid that's out there. We're very excited because being able to create milk, we can actually have a sustainable method of creating all of those byproducts using our product. That's really cool. Mm. And will it have the same type of bacteria that you find in raw milk, for instance? Sure. So th those would be probiotics or so forth. We can add those all in because that is a process that will come from the microbiome. And there's other things that are added into the milk. For us, what we are able to create is everything that can come from the cells themselves and not from the, the gut or the, the biome of the, uh, of the mammal. Got it. So you guys are creating just the actual the mm -hmm. fluid, but will it have, for example, like casein and whey? Oh, that's a, that's what's so great. It'll have casein, whey, 
It'll have the fats. complex sugars, the fats, everything that's in milk, it will have. Even the lactose? Even, Even the, the lactose. lactose. <laughs> Even the lactose. There's some cool stuff that we can do from the cellular level, like decrease lactose levels as well as cholesterol levels or increase fat content, especially for cheese maker or butter makers. So there are several different skills that we can we can focus on based on the end customer. Yeah, it really comes down to what we think our customers are going to want at the end. But these cells are like engines, right? They're churning out milk. And we can turn off lactose uh, at the uh, at that level and have milk come out right from that point with, with no lactose. Those are just one of the things we can do. And I think this is a good time to jump into our technology. We can actually do all mammals. It's not just bovine. And that's where the excitement is as well, because we can do even human breast milk, which is crazy. There's a lot of interest around this area because this may become the future of all infant nutrition. Mm -hmm. Because currently we have an infant formula, which is a combination of bovine powder, uh, vegetable extracts, and tons of other, other things. And everybody knows mom's milk is the absolute best. There's no comparison with this other stuff that's out there. So if we can create human breast milk, it won't be mom's milk. We always still advocate breastfeeding. However, if moms don't have access to that, at some point in the future, their babies will be able to access the real thing. And that is a very exciting part of what we're able to do. That's really fascinating. Yeah. That was actually one of the things that really caught my eye when I was reading about you guys is the, the capacity to do that. And I could even see applications later on like at zoos for, you know, baby... Oh, Oh, I've got something to share. So we are actually working with endangered species, in particular, snow leopards. Oh, that's cool. (laughs) So snow leopards, we know they're extra cute, extra cuddly. Well, not cuddly. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) Except for the the stuffed animals. uh, However, in captivity, snow leopards don't do very well. I'm sure like many other uh, animals... But, but specifically, they tend to attack their young, their cubs. As a result, the, the cubs don't have that nutritional needs met. They don't uh, develop very well as a result. So the Smithsonian Zoo reached out and said, hey, listen, is there a way you can create snow leopard milk using this uh, cell technology? And of course, we said, heck yeah, this is an opportunity for us to give back, to do something great and, uh, and help endangered species. So now we are working on creating real snow leopard milk. That's really cool. Wow. <laughs> Did you ever think that you'd be making snow leopard milk when you decided to start this company? <laughs> when we never started at Bovine. We thought really cool stuff. We can make buffalo mozzarella. Oh. And we started thinking about blue whale, blue cheese, <laughs> crazy stuff. But it was really down the road when we really started looking at technology, speaking to industry folks, and looking at how impactful and how disruptive this technology really can be. There's a lot more collaborations happening here at the Singaporean Zoo that we're looking into, but this is just the beginning for us. That's really exciting. Such far-reaching possibilities. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That's great. Do you want to tell me a little bit about why you think we need clean milk? Mm -hmm. Well, absolutely. So even if, say, for example, almond milk became the most popular thing in the world, do we really have enough almond trees out there to support the world? We really don't. Number two, it's great as a fluid. It's fine. But the carbon footprint with these factory farms is so tremendous. 
the environment that these cattle are in are not that great. We need to start looking at how we can create what we're already used to consuming, but in a different way. Instead of forcing the entire planet to change their all of their habits, we need to find a way to make it more frictionless. Let them continue to do what they're doing, but change the way it's being done on the back end. And that's what we want to be able to enable. This type of technology allows us to get rid of the factory farms in the future and, uh, and be able to have a huge impact on, on carbon footprint. We, we are actually 98% less carbon footprint and resources and so forth than the current methods that are out there. Wow. Not, not to mention fluid milk consumption globally has decreased over the past few years, but overall dairy consumption has increased, propped up mainly by the milk byproducts like cheese, butter, yogurt. So from that standpoint, to make these products, you definitely need raw milk, raw clean milk. The stuff that we get, say from Singapore, is all imported from within the region. And all of that product is heavily pasteurized and homogenized. Cheese cannot be made from this kind of milk. We definitely need more clean raw milk in Singapore. And areas like Africa, for example, fun fact, uh, in Nigeria, most of the milk that is consumed is from powdered bovine milk. And they don't get access to, to fresh milk. So imagine if you can have a huge tank just churning out milk in the middle of Nigeria, that that would definitely change the world. Yeah. Exactly. It, it's such an impactful thing when you can actually have these chambers or these bioreactors basically in areas where they're, they've never had access to real milk. And if you can imagine entire industries and other entrepreneurs and other businesses by having that raw source and what they can do with it. It will change the landscape within their entire communities, give them a nutritional products that they can source locally. This is one thing that we will be able to do. That's really great. Changing the world one glass of milk at a time. <laughs> I love it. How long do you think it's going to take for you to bring this to market? The way we're doing it is a little bit different. We do not plan on going around the world and building a whole bunch of bioreactors ourselves. We want to stay focused on R&D, iterating our products. Really what we want to be able to do is work with the existing conglomerates that are out there, all the biggest dairy companies, work closely with them, build out customized SKUs or different types of milk that they want, be able to help them along with that process of using this technology. And of course, every carton of milk or any product will have our logo at the bottom, how it was sourced and so forth. But we want to be able to change this entire world in a very scalable way. And the way we thought we could do that is working closely with industry to helping them transform the way they do business. I love that. You're making change from within. <laughs> right? I mean, we, we, we have to. These, I mean, listen, these guys, they know their consumers. They have packing lines. They know their regions. They know how to do all the rest of it. And we need to be able to work with industry if we want to make that global impact rapidly. And what has been the industry's reaction to you guys? amazing because this this means that we're not going against them uh, we are giving them access to the latest technology we are working together with them to make this change hey many of them all they care about is putting together high quality products that the consumers love they want to do the right thing as well they want to have sustainable methods of doing business they have a responsibility to their consumers, a lot of socially conscious folks that are out there all the kids these days are all very very much into this this allows them to do that. It allows them to do this uh, long-term sustainably. So, so far, really great feedback. That's wonderful. What about farmers? Have you run this idea by any farmers? You know, this is, uh, we have like more than a billion people coming onto this planet in the next, uh, you know, 10, 20 years. We don't think overnight we are going to make a, a 
enough of a disruption that's going to put everybody out of work. But we do believe that change is coming. And we think the factory farms is really where we need to make the biggest impact. That's where we see the most suffering of animals. The conditions are horrible. We think that's where if we can make a huge dent in that space, we've done a good job. We think there's always going to be a space for, for some farmers out there who do things uh, in a very sustainable way. And that, that, that will still be, I think, a model that we won't look at the disrupting. Cool. Have you had any major challenges so far in setting up the company? We know we, we're growing so rapidly. We're, uh, hiring is one thing that we've been just focused so much on, bringing in more and more scientists. I wouldn't say a struggle as much as just how much time we end up putting into this. As you know, uh, even on off days, uh, Chinese New Year, here we are, we're working away, continuing to bring on the best people in the entire industry onto this. Because uh, as you can imagine, we believe this is going to change the world and this is going to be far-reaching. Definitely scaling up is a challenge that we need to meet head on. Wonderful. And how do you think consumers are going to react? You know, if it was 20 years ago, it'd be a very different conversation. These days, if you can prove your product is safe, you can showcase this through the FDA and the SFA, Singapore Food Agency, and you get a buy-in from existing industry as well, because then you're not fighting against the massive uh, companies. I think people are much more open to it. And because that social conscious message is out there, because of climate change, because of the type of damage this is doing to our ecosystem, I think young folks and people out there are much more open to try different things. And once they get an opportunity and chance to see the, the milk itself, the quality of it, I think this is really the future, uh, no matter how, how we look at it. I think there will be a time when people will look back and remember the days when we have to get milk from a cow <laughs> and frown upon it. <laughs> Yeah, there's always, there's always these times and change is sometimes inevitable and we have to look at how we do it in a, in a responsible way, in a safe way. Following that, if it helps all of us and helps the planet, that's where things are heading. Great. So I have one more question for you. And this is really just about Singapore. Do you think Singapore has a lot of positives for food tech? I would love to connect. I would love to answer that coming because uh, she's a Singaporean. <laughs> I'm, I'm an, uh, as an American, I have never in my life seen anything like this. We, as a matter of fact, prior to this, we had just had a meeting with other uh, folks from the government that were here. The type of collaboration from the government is like no other. This country has a goal of having 30% of their food by 2030. And when they put initiatives together like that, they get every agency lined up. They get everybody working together to make this happen. Everything from the regulators to the research institutes, uh, corporate partners, that has been breaking. We cannot find that in the U.S. It's just not there. As a matter of fact, I don't think anywhere in the world you can find this type of amazing engagement, get us accelerated to market. I think it's not only a good place, but it's a perfect place for us to start and to launch from. Great. That's really exciting to hear. And congratulations on your funding. Thank you so much. I can see where everything is in a couple months and, you know, when you have your first prototype to try out and your first cheese that you made from it. (laughs) Thank you again for being part of the show today. It's been a pleasure chatting with you. I've learned so much. And, yeah, I'm really looking forward to the future. Thank Thank you you so much. Looking forward. That's the show. I hope you enjoyed it and we'll see you next time. For more food information and education about food and food tech, check out our site at www.evolve.ag. That's www.evolve.ag. Thanks for listening.